headphones in or anything. Yeah, well, you better get ready, okay? Oh, Gosh, I'm darn ready. It. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so let's see. Oh my god, I'm a little sick again. Jesus. Oh my god. This is not yeah. the night for it. <laughs> Tabarnak, callies, callas, callas. There it is. <clears throat> okay. All right, so Veronica, as we always do, yeah. five. Four, four, three, <laughs> two, two, and one. Hello, what? New world, here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Okay, welcome back, listeners. My name is David Oje. I'm at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com, and I'm joined, as always, as always, by Veronica. Yeah, I am at C H I L E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And you are listening again to the Happy Hour at Happy Hour on again the Twitter.com. Uh, currently, it is a new day. It is a new month. The Habs are currently two and one, while the Columbus Blue Jackets are not. Uh, <laughs> it's an incredible stretch for that poor, poor team. But uh, we're not here to talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets. No. Um, oh yeah, and also uh, Beth, our lovely Beth, is uh, was unable to join us again uh, this week. We just had some crazy scheduling stuff happen. And <clears throat> so we are supplementing uh, Beth's absence with something rather special this evening. Yeah. Uh, tonight, we have our first guest on the happy hour. First you, ever guest. First ever guest. <laughs> you know him as the voice of the Habs on radio and television for TSN 690. I am very happy to introduce Dan Robertson. Mr. Robertson, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. Happy to be with you guys. How are you? Doing just Doing fine. Good. Absolutely. Dave's got a little something, though. He's a little bit sick. Yeah. This is not my usual voice, of course. <laughs> so, sounds good to me, Dave. I, I appreciate that. Which actually brings me to my first question. Um, Being ah. uh, a broadcaster and whatnot, say you're feeling the flu or the cold coming along. Your voice is incredibly important to the masses, to all the fans, uh, in, uh, to all the Habs fans and all around the world. What do you do? to counter this thing. I'm not asking just for myself at all. <laughs> well, it's it's happened to me more than once. Um, I can remember in my previous life when I, I worked in Nova Scotia, uh, when I first started, I hosted a lot of different sports and uh, hosting a football game one day, if my voice was, uh, usually I can squeak something out of it at the worst of times, but it was terrible. So. I just kind of pushed through and, uh, you know, we laughed about it, but it, it does happen. I'll get a cold um, and you just, nothing you can do about it. But I found, you know, people will say drink uh, hot water and lemon and so on and so forth. But uh, the thing to do for me is just rest. I mean, uh, yeah. back, back then too, I used to do a lot of um, maybe three games in three days, whether it was football, hockey, basketball, whatever. And by that third day, um, my voice wasn't, I mean, you could really hear the difference in it. So I just found just not talking uh, yeah. is, is the only thing you can do other than, you know, whatever. Just, uh, I, it can't hurt, I suppose, uh, tea or, or hot water and lemon. But it's it's just one of those things you have to force yourself through. I, I was talking with Craig Button last night. You were talking about um, when John Bartlett. Uh, oh. <laughs> tried to call a game in LA. I, I didn't hear John. I remember uh, but, that. Oh yeah. my God. That was so hard. I mean, I felt for him when I when I heard about it. It's uh, it's got to be a terrible feeling, but uh, I haven't had that yet in this job. So yeah. No, and I've never heard that. When it was going on, I was like, what what's happening? 
Oh yeah, I was I was surprised by it too. I, I was um, I was semi shocked that uh, that Bartlett was able to number one uh, take uh, to the mic, uh, but also go through the entire game like that. It was it was equal parts funny and also equal parts man. I feel for this guy so yeah. much, but it's incredible that he was able to get through it. And I was yeah. Well, it happened to Paul Romanuk a couple of years ago too. I don't know if you remember that, and he got just lambasted on Twitter. And I'm thinking, for the love of God, back off. Yeah. Like, oh, for had, sure. What are you gonna do, right? You, you know they. Are you going to fly somebody in last second? I mean, I, you know, yeah. it's it was just a terrible situation, and people can be <laughs> so bad that way. But uh, yeah, luckily it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, because you guys people are love using, yeah, people <laughs> love using social media to be to be really mean. It's pretty yeah. bad. No yeah. way. Social media. Yeah. No, honestly. <laughs> That's not news to you, Dave. I know. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's not news to me for certain. <laughs> no, it's it's just one of those things that happen. But um, I was just – what did I just have in mind? So, um, so Dan, uh, you usually get paired up with uh, the great Mike Johnson. And the, last night it was uh, with uh, Craig Button. What's it like calling a game with Craig Button when something goes wrong? <laughs> When something goes wrong, I, I don't know what. You, what oh, you just heard. like say, um, I'm sorry. Say, uh, say the Habs uh, go through a sequence of plays, and a particular player mm -hmm. just doesn't perform the way that you expect it. I, I'm just, I'm kind of uh, taking a, a rib at uh, at Craig because okay. he can be super <laughs> on guys. And yeah, it's he doesn't great. sugarcoat anything. No, and it's great oh, okay. too. But it's like I wonder what it feels like in uh, in the booth when he gets. Oh no, that player right there. Let's talk about him right now. Well, it, it happened last night with uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. It didn't. The Canadians played well, so there wasn't yeah. anybody to, oh, kinda, yes. um, to go on. Uh, but you know what he said about Kovalchuk? It was blunt, but he was right, and I appreciated it. I mean, when when the Kings signed him, I, I and I don't know everything, but I'm thinking, okay, this guy is 34, 35, hasn't been in the league five years. Yeah. You know, speed was uh, he was quick enough when he was younger, but. It, it, Look, that's the first time I've seen him live. I, I don't think he, I'm not sure if he played, I can't remember, in Montreal. Maybe he did, but he just looked so slow. And Craig said, he was just blown about it on the air, and I appreciated it. He said he just can't get to where he needs to get uh, no. quickly enough. And, you know, they still have him for another two years. So uh, it's, while, you know, you could look at that as a criticism, as long as it's fair and true, you know, I, I can live with that. So I would exactly. rather that than somebody who... Uh, you know, is wishy-washy and or or criticizes without any any reason to or any backup, uh, any anything behind it. So yeah, I didn't mind that at all. Definitely cool. Yeah, we'd be terrible, you and me, Dan, because I'd be oh, yeah? the whole time like, "You can do it, <laughs> Ilya. Don't worry about it. Just dig deep, Ilya. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, well, the world needs those people." <laughs> Yeah, that was really something uh, with uh, Ilya Kovalchuk because I, I, uh, I too, I don't recall if he played in the game in October, but you know, just of course, this is re a recent game, just last night. I was thinking to myself like, wow, Ilya Kovalchuk's out there, and that used to be a thing when you're thinking about it, like you know, that's gonna be a guy to watch out for. But of course, mm -hmm. as been said, a uh, couple, of, you know, more than a few years in the KHL, and it's just a different NHL today uh, than the one that he left. So what can you do? Um, and he lives two hours, two hours from downtown. I don't know how the hell he gets to the rink. I mean, in that what? traffic. Yeah, that's what I'm told. So oh, my Lord. Yeah, I don't know if he owns it. It takes two hours to go 10 miles sometimes. Yeah, Angeles, it's so brutal. I don't know how he does it, but uh, more power to him. We'll see if he stays in North America for the full three years or 
heads back to Russia at some point. We'll see. Yeah. And the story unfolds for sure. <laughs> um, so let's see here. Uh, recently, uh, the hockey world uh, had to, you know, mourn together over the passing of Ted Lindsay. And I was just wondering, uh, Dan, uh, have you ever met uh, Mr. Lindsay? No, I haven't. But uh, just being sort of a, you know, a voracious reader of all things hockey as a kid, I feel like I, I know a fair bit about him and, and what he went through. But, uh, you know, just it was impressive to see how, just how long he lived and how clear he was every time you saw him in any sort of a, a function. And uh, it's you, you certainly hope that players of today recognize what he did. Uh, I mean, he was yeah. banished to the Blackhawks because he was trying to start a union. And, and back in those days, that was a banishment. And it probably nearly killed him to, to be traded from the Red Wings. So, yeah. um, you know, I like the fact that the league named an award after him. And, and uh, uh, it's, it's, you know, he was a small man physically, but we all know how uh, tough he was. You don't get the nickname terrible, I guess, by being a Lady Bing kind of guy. So Absolutely. Um, nope. <laughs> yeah. So it's it, they had a nice... Actually, a nice thing last night that wasn't televised by us, but Anze Kopitar read a script talking about Ted Lindsay, and they had a little bit of footage of him up there uh, on the big oh, screen. Cool. So I thought it was, yeah, it was very well done and very nice. Oh, wow, yeah, that's really nice. And the award that's named after him is, you know, the best player as voted by their peers, right? Right. So that's pretty cool. Says something about him. Oh, yeah, it's one of, the, one of the best uh, awards you can get in the National Hockey League, being a... Uh, you know, uh, in any form of life, you being, uh, what's the word there, awarded, you know, by your peers saying you are the guy that was the greatest in this particular field. It's, you know, it's a great feeling. And Ted Lindsay, of course, um, so many things, of course, I'm just uh, thinking off the top of my head over uh, stories about him on Twitter. For example, the when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, how it was a bit of a stag club and he refused to go because they wouldn't allow um, – uh, spouses or family members to go and whatnot and so he sat it out until that policy changed and that's you know that's a that's a huge thing for today and uh yep. you know uh, just uh just a, a piece of uh the legacy uh ted that you know makes it makes a uh, hockey more accessible to everybody essentially yeah and i didn't know that until uh i think steve simmons tweeted it and i thought right like that's something that you would see today uh like somebody yeah. take a stance like that but when he did it not a lot of people were thinking along those lines. So uh, you have to love somebody who will stand up uh, for things like that. Right. Yes. Very forward thinking, despite him being, as you said, terrible Ted on the ice. <laughs> um, so let's see here. You mentioned uh, earlier, uh, Dan, that you were doing some broadcasting in Nova Scotia. And I was just curious with being, uh, you know, uh, the voice that you are on TSN 690 on radio and TV. Um, what got you into broadcasting? Why would you do that to yourself? Well, that's a good question. I, I think <laughs> I, I I went to uh, university in Nova Scotia, St. Mary's University, and I majored in English. And uh, just because I I like to write, I, I guess my brain sort of leans in that direction. I didn't know what else to do. So, um, you know, I finished and I was kind of, I wasn't lost, but I didn't, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I can remember I was living in Halifax with a friend and uh, we were watching Sports Center or whatever, incarnation it was back then and i thought 
I remember thinking, I can do that. I, I could yeah. talk sports. I could be one of those guys, uh, one of those guys on the desk. So I found uh, a broadcasting school that was really close by. And I don't know that it did much for me. It wasn't a great school, but um, I ended up working at a small radio station uh, in northern Nova Scotia. And basically uh i was the news guy so i i liked i liked the broadcasting part of it i didn't i'm not a news hound it was just a way to you know find a job i guess and then different things happened in life i ended up back in halifax after living in colorado for a couple of years and uh i just took a resume or a, a demo tape i guess to somebody at uh, eastlake community tv and he liked what he heard and they were at a, a point where uh, they needed somebody on air. Uh, they did a lot of Mooseheads hockey, a lot of like Quebec League hockey, uh, university sports. So I, I started hosting from there, and then I thought I wouldn't mind giving play-by-play a try. And I guess that that's where it all came from. But it wasn't. I mean, I wasn't a kid and and thinking, boy, I'd like to do that. I always appreciated the, uh, the Jim Robsons of the world or whoever, Bob Cole, whatever. Uh, yeah. But I never I never thought I want to do that. But it's just, that's just sort of the way that life, uh, the direction life took me, I suppose. And uh, yeah, it took maybe a little longer than it should have for me to figure it out. But that's the way it goes, I guess. Certainly, wow. And we're all grateful for it, too. I always um, I always enjoyed uh, your, uh, you know, whenever you're on radio. Like if, I, if I'm not on a TV, I'm driving somewhere, I want to make sure I'm listening to the game. And if Dan's on, awesome. Now that you're uh, oh, doing a lot of oh, of course, and now that you're doing some of the uh, the TV hits too, I just think it's great. So very thankful for that. I'd like to add too it. that Dan, I I really um, so when you when you came over because Bartlett moved over and yeah. you were new, and I was like, wow, this like because I do uh, on weeknights, I have to listen. Um, I listen to the game in my car, just like Dave, because right. I'm on the West Coast, and I. It's it's as good as watching it. It's as good as having it in front of me, uh, the way you and especially the way uh, you and Momesso uh, work together and just sort of seamlessly, you know, fill in each other's gaps and everything. It's really good. And then the way that you do it on TV is great, too, because on TV, you know that we're watching it. So you're not right. necessarily describing what we're watching. So well, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh... Thank you. That's that's sharp of you. That's the the goal. I have to think differently when I go yes. from radio to TV because. Uh, but you know, TV or radio is more challenging in the sense that you have to, yeah. or at least you should put in. Okay, uh, here's Veronica on the left wing through center ice. It, rather than you don't have to say that for for TV. So yes, um, exactly. You have to you have to be a little more efficient with your words and radio and and uh, kind of be the eyes of the listener so it's it's always challenging and it's always um it's always fun i mean i mentioned that i used to host in tv and i found that sort of cut and paste and um just for me i mean i i wasn't i wasn't bad at it i wasn't great at it i can could still do it if i had to but i just i love the challenge of, of doing play-by-play and and uh you know especially when it's a great atmosphere like it is most nights at the bell center and in a lot of other rinks so it's uh it's it's a good it's something that always changes uh i mean it's a different game every night but i'm really lucky i really love it i don't sometimes i wonder how how um i got so fortunate but i'm glad that i did yeah you deserve it 
Yes, sir. Well, thank you. And we do too. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy for us um, that we get to listen to you. And you spoke also about um, taking English and that's mm -hmm. uh, what you studied and enjoyed. And you wrote a really good piece about um, your dad. Oh, and thanks. hockey recently that I really appreciated. It was it was a really beautiful piece, and I was really happy for you that you had that experience. Oh, thank you. And well, you should was, write more yeah. often. Well, I'm I'm actually was doing that before you called. I'm going to sort of do it semi monthly for Mitch Melnick's website. But uh, yes. yeah, that, that was Ooh, that's good to know. That was interesting. It was um, it, uh, just Melnick asked me to write something about how. I started to be a hockey fan and I, as I wrote, I, I thought, geez, there's a, a common thread here and it's my father. So mm -hmm. uh, then I thought, you know, all of us, if we're lucky enough, have a parent or a grandparent or whatever. And if you're in a mm -hmm. sport uh, or, you know, obviously it doesn't have to be hockey, uh, but yeah. if they're behind you, then that's, that's a great bonding experience that you have. And, and uh, so I, I did get a fair bit of that. Some people contacted me and said, you know, it made me think of myself and my father. And I thought, well, mm -hmm. that's great. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, he died April of, uh, 2016. So, but he's never far away. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I do wish he had seen me, uh, get a chance to do these games on TV. You get a big kick out of it. But he enjoyed the radio part too, so I don't yeah. worry about it too much. <laughs> yeah. No, that's really great. Yeah, just uh, thinking for myself, uh, getting into hockey, it was definitely because of my grandfather. And okay. uh, people um, you know, that have listened to the podcast, you know, we've spoken about that before, Veronica, too, about how yes. we all got into it. And my grandfather and my uncle were uh, big parts of that. So that's, uh, that's really great. Now, um, to let's see here so we haven't talked about the Habs very much uh, if we want to uh get into that uh Carey Price wow uh tying Jacques yeah. Plant for uh that three uh for the 314 uh wins uh last night against the Kings what an accomplishment and uh I always say that this is the Price era and it's still going you know we're probably only in the midst of it and we have no idea uh you know how far uh Price can uh take the Habs and how far he can take himself uh, in hockey. And I just thought that was a, a an incredible uh, mouse, milestone for Price, on top of all the other ones uh, that he's been able to achieve. Just another one. The the franchise goaltender in the Habs history is a huge, huge thing in hockey. Yeah, it really is. And it, it shows you how consistent he's been. I And I always say this with no disrespect to Price, and he'd say the same thing, that, I mean, Plant played at a time where there were ties, right? So now games yes. oh, yes. get more chances to win. Um, but I mean, having said that, it's uh, I really get the sense that in when he's retired, well, I don't get the sense. I know this for a fact. I, I know it's going to happen. Right? People are going to say, "Remember when we had Carey Price? I wish we oh, had yeah. somebody as good as Carey Price." A lot of those people right now, if he gives up a bad goal. Will be all over him, you know. And uh, well, they wanted I don't to know. trade him this season. Oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> no, it's funny. I mean, I people react differently to, to certain things, and I get a kick out of it. But just uh, one thing I get tired of is hearing, okay, he makes this much money, he makes this much money. Yes, so what? It's done, just get on with it. If if he doesn't deserve it. I mean, then who does in the in the grand scheme of the NHL? So uh, I, I've heard Mark Bergevin say several times that 
I mean, at a at an advanced age, a guy like Henrik Lundqvist is still playing well. I mean, yeah. Renee's a little bit older, and he is too. So, yeah, I mean, there's been wear and tear on on Kerry that um, I think goaltenders are just naturally going to get. But uh, when he is on like he is now, and Craig made a good point last night, he intimidates shooters. He he gets in your yes. head. He makes you change your change your train of thought. He's so big, but you guys probably saw that play where he he just swiped the puck yes. away. The I mean, power play. So yep. you're that big, yeah, and you you're that big, you're that smart because he can read the game so well. He knows when to. Um, I mean, he'll beat a shooter to the spot more often than not. So there's that, and then he's got that athleticism. So he, he's quite a he's got quite a thing going on there. And it's when he is on, it's it's really fun to watch him. Right, exactly. And with that, uh, that was during the penalty kill kill where he had that swipe. It's that Price has the the confidence. And also just the foundation of, of the, his body of work in the crease. But when he starts adding that moxie to it, <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, with that swipe there, you know that he's, yeah, he's just on top of his game. And as Craig said, um, gang into uh, shooters' heads, you know, that's one of the rare things that Price is able to do. Yeah. Um, now, something else, and I don't want to keep you for too much longer, uh, Dan. But something else that's uh, been mentioned, I've heard in the in the Twitter sphere and in the talk of the Habs, is that the Habs don't have a game breaker, that mm-hmm. they don't have a game changer um, in the likes of say like a Sidney Crosby, or in the likes of an Alexander Ovechkin. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, and how maybe if you're looking at the roster now, maybe we have one that hasn't developed yet, or perhaps we have one on the pipeline. And I have my own thoughts, but I wanted to see what you thought. Well, as far as offense goes, I, I mean, Jonathan Drouin has he has the physical ability to do it. Uh, he doesn't do it enough, and I don't know if he ever will, but, you know, sometimes you just have to accept players as they are. Um, yeah. You know, Price is a game changer in his own way. I don't oh, know. Yes. I, I don't know, though, offensively. I mean, maybe in three, four years, it's going to be a lot of fun to see what Kotkaniemi is, he's a pass-first guy, I think, who has a great shot. But I think he has the opportunity to be, um, you know, a number one, a true number one centerman. So uh, I look at those two guys, and Domi is, has been, I mean, he almost scored a goal last night. A revelation. Oh. Wasn't that something? He just put it over the net. And, uh, you know, he's he's hungry. He's got incredible hands and feet. Uh, so I, I think, I mean, I guess it all depends on your, um, definition of a game breaker. There's not that many around the league, uh, but yeah, I mean, I I hope someday that Drewan can sort of put it all together, uh, so that we see the best Drewan more often than not. I don't know if we do, but uh, or if we will, but when we do, it's it's quite a sight to behold. Yeah, and I playoffs. Was, um, yes, exactly. Playoff Drewan. Who knows? Yeah, and I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing too. That if there is a game changer. It would be Jonathan Duran. Maybe not this season, but he's still young, too. That's the other crazy thing is that we have him for so many years. Who knows what he's going to develop into, especially with the core we have now and the core that we'll be developing next next season and the season after. And uh, speaking of that core, with Kolka Niemi uh, sitting out last night, his first game that he sat out after a huge year and a half of playing hockey, um, both here and abroad, uh, we got to finally see um, Mr. Wheel. Yeah. And his wheels, wow, what a player he was on that third line. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, he was. Uh, and I was impressed, too, because he hadn't played since the 24th of February. Uh, so there has to be a little bit of rust there. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a guy who, 
he had a couple of 100 point seasons in Regina. He he had over a point a game in the playoffs when Manchester won the Calder Cup a few years ago. So he's done it at lower levels. But I mean, he's he, this is his fourth team. So I, I don't think you can expect too much. But uh, one thing I like is that he offers them a, a right shot centerman. And they used him late on a draw against Kopitar. So that was good. Yep. And it's just another one of those depth moves that uh, Bergevin seems to excel at. So uh, I think he's going to play again tomorrow. And I think Kotkaniemi is going to sit again. Um, right, right. As, uh, against San Jose. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think we should expect too much, but he fits, I mean, he fits today's game. He's quick, he's not that big, but he's he's pretty creative, and I like what I saw uh, in game one from him too. Right, and certainly one can expect that a, a player would excel having to um, have line mates like Jonathan Drouin and uh, Yoel yeah. Armia, and Armia himself also finding his groove with the Habs, it kind of, it's uh, a bunch of things happening all at once and becoming something really great. And Wheel excelled uh, last night because of it. I would say. Yeah, and I, I agree. And Armia, yeah, he's been interesting to me. He's a former first-round pick, and you can see why at times. I don't know he'll ever mm -hmm. be the scorer that Buffalo projected him to be when they took him, but he's a very good penalty killer. He gives the Canadian size up front that they don't have, and he's somebody you can put, uh, you know, up and down the lineup, and, and I really like him. And you have to love the trade that Bergevin made to get him. I mean, it was all the cap room that he had allowed him to get him. So, um, yeah, really nice addition this year for Montreal. For sure. And, Dan, I've got, a, I've got a quick question around that. I'm not sure how often you're around the players during their downtime, but I find that um, this team, this group, seems really tight this year. Like, they really like each other. Mm -hmm. Does yeah, it seem like that? It does. It does. But I mean, to be honest with you, last year, I, I probably would have told you the same thing. Um, that's just from what I can tell. I mean, they're never right. going to say, uh, I don't no. like this guy. <laughs> and, and you know that. But uh, um, yeah, it's there's it's a really young team. I think Domi has brought something interesting to the, to the team. And Tatar is somebody that's really like a happy guy i know that sounds kind of lame but he just he's he's nice to be around he's fun to yeah. talk to and I, I look last year it was tough it i really like max patcheretti and that we shouldn't go back too much i suppose but it was the pressure of being a captain weighed on him and yeah. uh there was a trickle down effect galchenyuk i think was a bit of a, a divisive figure and i i always liked alex but um yeah, yeah, it's a it's a fickle thing, right? Sometimes, and look, when you're losing, it's tough to have good chemistry. But it's yeah, there is something I think um, that's that's a strength of theirs, and uh, mm -hmm. I think that's important because when you get to this point in the year, it's dragging on. Um, sometimes you need a little boost. Sometimes, so you got an Andrew Shaw who will make guys laugh, and yeah, it seems to be a a pretty good mix this year that way. Right. I remember um, in Vegas this year, uh, all over the um, near the Christmas games and whatnot, uh, I had the good fortune of being at the mall with my mother, and we just <laughs> happened to run into Domi and Tatar out. And uh, as you said, Tatar being a happy guy, he most certainly was. Not a you know guy was on the beat with it, and he was very nice with me, and Domi was as well. But uh, just seeing those good. two guys together... Uh, yeah, they were just hanging out, having a good time, as uh, you know any player should when they have themselves a day off. Yeah, and uh, it's you know Max is um, he said when they traded for him that, and that was sort of the um, the idea that when he got to a hockey market, it would help him, and I don't think there's any any doubt that it has. No. Mm -hmm. 
When you go back now and you look at the, or you listen to his press conference when he first got traded or, or the video of when he first arrived at Montreal, I often say this result should have been predictable. He was so pumped. <laughs> yeah. And how did he only score nine goals in each of the past oh, two years? Incredible. I, <laughs> I mean, it was, and a, I think, it was a different yeah. uh, Arizona team when he was on it. I mean, Arizona kind of did a bit of a rehash for themselves now. But exactly, nine goals, please. Wow, what a yeah. player. And four into an empty net, I guess, last year. Uh, all those empty nets. Yeah. No, and he talked, too, about um, being outnumbered by opposing teams' fans, like when Chicago would come to town and, you know, the, just the mm. uh, an engaged fan base also has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I think so. And, yeah. I mean, he, he's grown up around hockey. and Yeah. But it's... Uh, yeah, a chance for him. Sometimes people just need a fresh start. And I, I've always hoped the best for Galchenyuk along those lines, too, because he's a young guy who has a lot of talent. And I'm not sure how that's all going to turn out, but it's it's good to see that Bowie's doing really well now. Yeah, for, sure. for both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, let's see. Um, well, Dan, I know we said we would have you like around for like 10, 20 minutes. We're, I think we're a bit past that now. Um, so I didn't want to hold you up any longer uh, v, do you have anything else? Uh, no, I nope. I I just wanted to mention it was so nice to meet you in person, Dan. When I accosted yeah. you outside the hotel in Vancouver. <laughs> no, that, 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 it wasn't. That wasn't accosted. That was, it was the other way around. <laughs> but I was glad you got to see some of the guys. So that was, that was yes, great. I did. Yeah, yeah that was well, great. I wish we could go more than once. I have a lot of uh, a lot of friends yeah. there, and it's it's. Uh, yeah, if I could pick one place to go in the NHL, it's it's Vancouver. So nice. Too bad it's only That's once awesome. a year, but I'm going to try and go to go to the draft or get out yeah. there in the spring. I usually do go in May or June if I can. So I yeah. hope to this time too. Perfect time for it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, great. That'll well, be great. Well, Mr. Robertson, thank you so much for taking Thanks, the time Dan. to. Oh, you're um, welcome. Number one, get Skype. I know that's a kind of a weird thing, but it works out. It works for what we do. It's just it just happens to be the tech that works for us. And, um, you know, enjoy your evening, and, uh, you know, we'll hear your voice again tomorrow night as the Habs take on San Jose, a terrible place for Habs to go. <laughs> well, maybe it'll change tomorrow. But thanks a lot, guys. It was a pleasure. Thank you Thank so you much. so much. Thank you, Dan. Okay, Have guys. You too. Thank you. All right. It was good. Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> guys, thanks a lot. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> okay, talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Okay, I removed him from the call manually. Because, okay. <laughs> like I said, poor guy. No, no, it's so, so, okay, so. I gotta go. Yeah, exactly. So, so, what was going on is that, uh, of course, we use Skype. You know, everyone that listens to Happy Hour knows that we use Skype. And, um, you know, poor Dan had never used it before. So, I bet he was trying to figure out how to end the call. So, I just removed him manually. But, um, yeah, that was Dan Robertson. Thank God, uh, you know, he could come, he could plans, come on. So that was really nice of him. Yeah, that was very nice for him to accommodate us. And a bit over the time that we had said for him, too. But, I don't know, he seemed cool with it, I guess. Dan's yeah. a nice guy. I could, we could just, I could have, it could have gone on all, gone on all night. Oh, believe me, I had other questions I wish we could have got to, but I oh, know. what can you do? I have really good questions, but they're oh, probably not yeah. appropriate for the podcast, like, really... Oh like, yeah, I don't... inquisitive, like gossipy things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the best stuff, Veronica. I know. Jeez. 
<laughs> okay, now shifting gears. Um, yeah, let's see here. So again, that was our first guest ever, and that was really kind of him to come on. So yes. let's see. What did the Habs do since our last meeting? Um, there were three games. Uh, one against the Rangers, one against the Penguins, and of course one against the Kings. That was last night. So um, I was lucky enough to go to that Rangers game uh, at MSG, <clears throat> and uh, it was Armia's night. That was the yeah. Armia hat trick, and one of the crazy. Wow. Yeah, wow. Seems Absolutely. like so long ago. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it was only last <laughs> Friday. It's only like what yeah. four or five days ago. It wasn't even all that long ago. <laughs> But um, another two big points uh, for the Habs um, as they crawl them way, their way into the playoffs where every game from here on out really matters and whatnot. But, um, yeah, Yoel Armia just on fire uh, at MSG, which, um, you know, was a great game to take in. But I think it was also the night where I started getting sick. So <laughs> I'm pretty annoyed at that. But what can you do? Oh. <laughs> uh, Let's see. That, yes. Um, what what was it that I wanted to talk to ask Dan about? Well, he's not and here. I thought, no, no, no. We don't want to. I know, but I, I I decided not to because I thought, okay, well, I don't want to keep the poor guy all night. But it right. was something about he's got to eat. Yeah, like I wanted to add add in there when he was talking about Carrie and sort of finding his form and everything. Um, like. Carrie finding his form at this stage of the season is like perfect timing. Oh, yes. And like, I mean, he's not, you know, the Habs aren't just quote unquote, just Carrie Price now. No. So it's like, it's a combination of things. And a and combination of things kid. clicking. Yeah. Wheel. Just a jump to the, to the, the to, to the Kings game. What a, he had like, he had a fire lit under his ass. <laughs> And, yeah. you know, as we were talking about with uh, Mr. Robertson, um, I mean, you're going to look good if you're playing with Drouin and Armia. But holy cow, do I think he made Drouin and Armia look good, too? You know, yeah. just one of the crazy things, because one of the things with Drouin is that, sure, we have pieces that can play with him. But somebody that, as Dan said, hadn't played since uh, February 20 some odd um, mm -hmm. has, of mm -hmm. course, had some practices with the Habs slot him into a line centering Drouin and looking that good. Like there seemed to be instant chemistry right, right off the bat there um, with, <clears throat> let's see, with a wheel um, following Drouin, like almost beat for beat into the offensive yeah. zone, getting Drouin, getting the shot off wheel, going for the rebound, not quite getting it, but still being there, the body that's there just to cause mayhem for uh, teams that they're going up against. I was flabbergasted. Well, I, well. And for, impressed. I was, I was impressed and pleased for him. And there was, I had a couple of thoughts around that. And that one of them is he was touted as a bit of a Byron. So right. it wasn't that shocking to me that he, because Byron injects energy into whatever line he's on, mm -hmm. you know, and he's, he's, I don't want to call him incredibly useful, but, you know, he's just, he's the little powerhouse on, on whatever line he's on. And we've got a number of guys like that. Right, right. We've got, we've got Gallagher, we've got Domi, 
And um, the second part of that was I was putting myself in his shoes. I was listening to the post-game interview where he was talking about, you know, sort of all the all the players were being asked about uh, Carrie's big night and tying the record with Jack Plunkt and all the rest. And you could hear in his voice that he's like, I am so excited. <laughs> I'm playing with <laughs> Carrie. Price is on my team. Right. Like, ugh, I'll never forget that person that i practically got into fisticuffs with on christmas eve eve at dinner who was telling me that jerk first of all yeah like i was talking to him i don't know somehow the conversation got around to hockey i was talking about the habs and i just assumed you know i'm in vancouver i assumed he might be a canucks fan then he started talking about how freddie anderson is better than carrie price and i was like excuse you okay back up are you talking about like, in what world are you going to think? Like, okay, I guess he's had a good season. I don't watch the Leafs. But if if you are even going to insinuate that he's better than Carey Price, yeah, I mean, don't be ridiculous. If you're looking at, at small sample sizes of how early, how he was early in the season, you know, maybe make your snap judgment then. But thankfully for us, our GM has better judgment skills better judgment yeah god damn it yeah such a stupid thing to say (laughs) so stupid so stupid oh oh god yeah that christmas yeah merry freaking christmas That's just nuts. It blows my mind when people go on about that. Freddie Anderson, please. Yeah. He doesn't even like the team he's playing for. No. (laughs) My God. You see any interview that he gives, and it just looks like he's trying to bore his eyes through whoever's asking him questions about his teammates. It's It's true. It's like, oh, my God. And never mind those. uh, You know how the Habs do, like, their player versus player silly game videos and whatnot? Yes, and they look so fun. and they look like they're really into it, like they want to yeah. win. And then you go to like the Leafs ones, and it's like they they couldn't be bothered. So, so buttons, buttons. yeah. Um, the the uh, pajama boy yeah. went to Long Island for the oh, first time since my he- God. Since leaving his team last week, that he was there for the first time. Game. <gasps> that was history. That was crazy. <laughs> I mean, I get like in any sport, you know, a star player gets traded, returns yeah. to where they came from. Of course, there's going to be people, you know, uh, lambasting over it. Of course, there are going to be people, you know, uh, going after his hide about it. But this... Oh, my God. Okay. We have to... T- okay. I know this is a Habs podcast, but this, like like Veronica said, historic. Historic oh, yeah. hatred. I'm a New Yorker. I understand the vile scorn that courses through the veins of my Long Island brethren. Because they are a different breed down there. I'm from upstate. Long Island is downstate. That's like city folk type of thing. But it's city folk that sort of live in a suburby area. It's a, it's Long Island's fucking weird. All right, just throw it out there. Now, God. Now, now, okay. You just alienated how many of our our listeners? Oh, 
How many All people? Of our Long Island listeners. All right, all right. Listen, <laughs> if you're a Habs fan, you're definitely a great Long Islander. Yes. Now, with that Period being said, end. now with that being said, <laughs> oh my God! So we have to we have to take this one step at a time. First, that video <laughs> came out. Where the fans were just like, you're a treacherous snake, John Tavares. And I was watching that video and I was like, people were like, oh my God, what a joke, funny, ha ha ha. And I was thinking like, this is Long Island. They're fucking serious. Yeah. This video. Oh, I thought, I thought they were kidding around. I, I thought they were serious. I, I Maybe genuinely thought it was satire. Until but the game. I see your point too. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm pretty sure these guys are serious. I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to get into a knife knife fight in an alley with anybody in that video. Ever. No. So there's that. I so, I follow an Islanders fan on Twitter and we've been following each other for years. Oh no. And so I think it was just before that game and we were chatting and he says, I don't say his name, and I wish him nothing but failure. Whoa. And I'm like, well, we have that in common. I wish him nothing but failure as well. Oh, MG. <laughs> <laughs> but oh yeah, oh it runs my deep. God, so okay. Then you get to the game, and it's just <laughs> the most. Like <laughs> I, I can't do anything but laugh. The <laughs> the most disrespect that you can give not only a player, but a team. And you could even say a sport because you <laughs> wanted to get the point across that John Tavares is not welcome here. And if they could have done it any other way, I don't think they could have because they did it the only way they could. And it was the one of the most phenomenal things I've yes. ever seen in my life. Just Tavares. I think this word is overused. What? But it was epic. It was. It totally yeah. was. It was astounding. It was yeah. awe-inspiring. It was the <laughs> most. Uh, what's it, not scoring? It was the most. Um. Oh. Derision. Just there's that word, and it was so <laughs> petty. The yes. Pettiness. It was, awesome. it was dripping from the rafters <laughs> in the Nassau Coliseum. It was just crazy. So, Tavares takes warm-ups. I mean, it's already starting. Already starting. He leaves warm-ups and someone throws a jersey at him. <laughs> That's crazy. It's it's crazy that someone would throw a jersey. You know, uh... you you can't throw things at players. You can't. Anyone listening right now? That's bad. Don't throw that. Yeah, that's bad. You're being bad. It was awesome. And that and it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get to the game itself and they're throwing plastic snakes at him. The snakes. How crazy is that? <laughs> Somebody paid multiple people paid for a ticket <laughs> to go to a National Hockey League game and they got thrown oh out God. because they wanted to throw a plastic snake at John Tavares. Oh. Absolutely crazy and so worth the footage. Oh my god. And never and mind the very best part was right. the Leafs absolutely shat the bed. Oh, they got killed. Six oh. to one against the they Islanders. Do anything. Right. It was just Oof. just flabbergasted. I just I can't believe it. Absolutely absolutely crazy. Like there's not only that, but then 
all of the chanting. Oh my god. Like, who's your daddy? <laughs> we don't need you. And they don't. They definitely don't. Because it's the first time they've been in a playoff spot in how many years? Right. But it's also Interesting. Well, well, last year as well. But 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 oh wait, the Islanders. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the Islanders. Exactly. But the Islanders, as of right now, tonight, they're only three points back from Toronto. God forbid. Ooh. Now, of course, different. I mean, the Islanders, unless yeah. they go completely off the rails, they're playoff bound. Um, oh, of course. But it's just, it's crazy. And you have to, and you have to say, wow, Torts, what a coach. Torts? Yeah. No. Wait, no. <laughs> That's wrong. That's incorrect. Strike it from the record. Um, the the the. God damn it! Uh, he won a Stanley damn, Cup. I, I can't remember his god damn I name. Know. Torts. Torts. I said I torts. Said, yeah, it is torts. I and in my mind, I thought you were talking about Tortorella. Oh, so let's talk about CBJ for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> my god! Look at <laughs> all. The, look at all. Trots. Trots. Trots is his name, not Torts. Oh, I got the O and the R mixed up. Got Trots, got Torts. Oh my God! Uh, Who would you rather have? I'd rather have Trots, not Torts. Oh, yeah. Philanthropy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Okay, so I'm looking at the standings. Wait, I'm just uh, let me let me get Columbus's record because I I made a little aside about it earlier when uh we had Dan on. Let me just get their schedule one second. Lose, lose, win. Okay, they are two and one right now. Wait, one and two, actually. I'm sorry. Two losses, one win in a shootout. They had to go to a shootout against the New Jersey Devils. Whoa, we lost to the Devils. Yeah, well, they're stupid. And I hate <laughs> and I hate them. <laughs> now, of course, Columbus, uh, this actually does have a bit of the Habs involved now. So Columbus and Pittsburgh are the teams that are, we are kind of fighting against in the playoffs. They, the Columbus and Pittsburgh have two games this week. Uh, tomorrow night against each other. Against each other, tomorrow Ooh. night and Saturday night. Um, so the best thing for the Habs is that one wins one and the other wins one. <laughs> or, yes. or, since I am very mean spirited. I want the Penguins to kill them. I want mm. Columbus to miss the playoffs. Yeah, but what if we miss the playoffs? Well, if if we lose the playoffs with Columbus, I think mm. I can live with it. <laughs> oh, I would. Okay, that's bad juju. Only because of freaking Matt Duchesne. Matt Duchesne. And the curse of Duchesne lives on. Yeah. So, no, just the whole, you know, the whole quote when he went to the uh, Ottawa Senators, he's like, I want to play for a playoff team. Ha! 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 forgot about that. And this is not, this is not a, a strike against the Ottawa Senators because no. too much bad has happened to them and we cannot, yeah. we have to take our heel off their head <laughs> and just let yeah. them crawl back into something that resembles, um, adequacy when it comes to sports those poor mm. guys G good luck finding a coach oh 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 wait a second that brings up another point so 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 i saw this on the twitter i think scott matla mentioned this i'm going to double check though he mentioned one second one second god damn it he's a big boucher fan he is a big boucher fan um oh pierre lebrun said it on rds 
that the what? Ottawa Senators that the Ottawa Senators are looking oh to pick up Ducharme as their head coach. Our oh, Ducharme. They can fuck right off. Oh, I knew it. They can fuck hands off. Hands off. God damn it. It's not going to fucking happen. That would be so crazy. I would not be a fan. I do not want that no, to happen. No, it's want, not going to happen. I want, this is just Melnick trying to say shit. Well, LeBron said it, though. No, uh, no. Whoa. Please, no. I know. No, that's a load of shit. Ducharme wants to win a Stanley Cup with the Montreal <laughs> Canadiens, so he can fuck right off. Who doesn't? Um, not Scott Matla. Well, Scott um, Mas Matla Melnick. said that. Uh, LeBron Ugh. said it. Yeah, no. All right. It's just talk. It's just talk. It's just talk. Yeah, LeBron. Why don't you yeah. freaking do something useful Stop for talking. a change? <laughs> <laughs> I love LeBron, actually. So the actually. whole reason <laughs> I brought up the John Tavares thing. Oh, because it's awesome. Is because, first of all, hilarious. And second, because their first game back to Toronto fans treated him like John Tavares had been to war and had the whole ovation night or John Tavares day or some stupid bullshit. Oh my God. Which I don't want to make too much fun of because fans did want to put up a billboard for Carey Price, but I have been on the record as saying Carey wouldn't like that. It would probably be embarrassing. Yes, anyway, you did that's say that. Just an aside. Um, so they had John Tavares day. And first of all, after the game where Tavares got, you just completely lambasted the entire evening Raked in Long Island. The coals. It was notable to me that none of his teammates after the game said they wished that they had done better for their teammate. It was like notably absent. Oh and I think the one and only God. guy who said something about being embarrassed was Mitch Marner, who, by the way, how Dave, how's that going? Oh, so Mrs. Marner Mrs. is Marner. Um, hard to track down. <laughs> 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 She's a little bit not in my area. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, God, that would be super awesome, though. So Mitch Marner was the only one who came even close to saying, geez, you know, we should have done better for our guy. <laughs> And then John Tavares Day in Toronto, where uh, the fans went crazy. We love you, John. We need you. Like, how embarrassing. But Hainsey, Hainsey, okay. their, their other old dude on yeah. the team, yeah. he was being interviewed just before the game, and his sarcasm was palpable. When he was going, yeah, I guess, uh, what is it, John Tavares Day? Yeah, I, I uh, guess he really needed that. I was like, ooh, oh, 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 oh. you would never hear any of our players saying any shit like that. Okay, All so. All that to say, yeah. I don't think they like each other very much. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. That's kind of a big deal. More to that point, and I agree. I think they yeah. hate each other. In a, any, yeah, they hate each other. <laughs> and if you, if you threw a, a butcher knife into the middle of that <laughs> locker room, there would be blood. Oh, yeah. So. Well. And the other thing that I wanted to mention 
regarding that, because we did also pivot from talking about Jordan Wheel, is that that's what I really liked about what he was saying yesterday before the game, saying he can't wait to get in there and battle with those guys. Yes. Now, and another sort of aside that that. deals with Wheel is that uh, apparently him and Gallagher have been constant teammates in like junior and when they were in, you know, when they were younger as well, which I thought was really cool. So they either have been historically on teams together or teams facing each other. And I think that's just such a – how cool is it that you grow up seeing this guy in your periphery, knowing him, and it's like, oh, hey, we're on a team together now. Let's do shit, you know? So I thought that was really cool. It's like when uh, Domi came over too, right? Because um, he and Gallagher had won the – what was it? The gold medal together oh, two that summers thing? before that yeah and he said that's pretty cool we've won I guess. together before let's do it again and max yeah. replied to him i can't wait brother and i was like <laughs> i can't wait yeah Woo-hoo. Woo! absolutely now i wanted to say one more thing about john Tavares, even though he doesn't deserve it so pajama boy <clears throat> pajama boy snake Ooh, they wore pajamas to the game oh, oh my god. god and i love it because leafs fans get so mad it wasn't pajamas it was bed sheets yeah but then they <laughs> so, wore pajamas exactly stick to your narrative leafs it. fans <laughs> god it makes them so mad that it's gonna be pajama boy forever because it is now once you've found that sort of sore spot yeah. Just gotta go after that. Just gotta, just gotta grind into just to it. Just dig mm. the knife in. And just twist. Twist it. <laughs> so, okay, the what difference between Carrie Price's billboard and John Tavares' day is that Price yes. is hated by Habs fans. <laughs> Habs fans were being shitheads. So the, and I'm going to go on record saying this, the better Habs fans, the Habs fans on the right side of history (laughs) said, all right, well, fuck that. Let's get a billboard. And it happened. And then all the billboard stuff happened, but that's a side, but that's like a key difference in that Carey Price was being bombarded by his own people. John Tavares was being bombarded by the people he fucked over. Oh, yeah. And God damn it, I will die on this hill in saying that, oh, well, you actually have to blame management for that. No, 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 no. If John Tavares (laughs) wanted to stay, if he held up to everything that he said to the the fans, to the press, he would have got something to work. Instead, $11 or $12 million over to Toronto. No, and also, please... Please. Harry Price signed his extension the second he was able to. Yeah. Let's not forget that point. Yeah. John Tavares had had the entire fan base of the Islanders on a goddamn thread. Yeah. And just, god damn and it. People don't know this, Dave, because this was a private conversation between you and me. Because people will Uh-oh. remember how I had my plan. Yeah. And Tavares was coming to Montreal. Oh, absolutely. It was nearly complete until it got completely derailed. That's right. But it was that morning of July 1 where we were waiting to hear what was happening. And it was like a couple hours before. And I'm like, has Mark Bourgeois said anything yet? Like, what's going on? Because he's obviously going to pull off some sort of magic trick. 
And then I said to you, wait a minute. Who did he grow up cheering for? The Leafs. Do you remember that? I, I said, he's gonna, was he a Leafs fan growing up? Or was he a Habs fan growing up? And at the, at the time, I didn't think it was going to be the Leafs. I thought, if anything, he might... I can't remember what the fuck I thought. But I was like, wait a minute. Who did he cheer for growing up? And doesn't he tweet out that fucking pajama photo? Right. He was never going anywhere else. No. And we are on record many episodes uh, during last summer talking about, oh, yeah, well, JT's obviously going to be a hab. And yeah. he obviously was not. And he obviously was not because he's stupid. And he didn't. He could have been playing with the best goalie in the world, but he decided not to. Could have been playing with one of the best defensemen in the world. Yeah. And he wants to go and play with a bunch of guys who don't don't even fucking like him. Yeah. (laughs) So have fun, Johnny T. He didn't even give the Habs a meeting. And the Leafs fans always see that. And you want to know what I want to say about that? (laughs) Go fuck yourselves. (laughs) We don't even want a meeting with goddamn snake no, pajama boy Jonathan Tavares. Fuck that asshole. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Ugh. He's such a drip. Oh, my God. Well, see, the other thing. Okay. So, people can talk about us talking about it uh, during the summer and being all like, oh, yeah, JT's going to be a hab. The day after he wasn't a hab, we had, like, an episode, and we were like, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck We don't that need him. Guy. No. He's a waste of we money. We don't need him either. Waste of money, and I think, yeah, we were even on record saying he walked. UFA left, and the Islanders got nothing. Zero. (laughs) Could you imagine that happening now in Montreal? Oof. The city would be under, like, martial law. (laughs) Yes. 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 Cop cars in the St. Lawrence. <laughs> the bridge is falling over. St. <coughs> oh. Catherine Street is just a miasma <laughs> of alcohol and burning buildings. It would be a disaster. Well, and it's quite it's quite sort of a, a observing the whole Toronto situation psychologically. Like Doing the whole John Tavares day, it's kind of a sign of, of, even though they're sort of very braggadocious and 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 sort of obnoxious, they're still very insecure. They're feeble. Feeble, Weak. I say. <laughs> they have no constitution. None. No. Zero. No. They get cold every week. <laughs> God. Dave, don't you have a cold? I do, but I'm yelling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when we were talking about, just to close that loop, when you were talking about um, the billboard that we right, were, right. Con- you know, that the fan base was trying to rally support around for Carey Price because the fans had turned on him and treated him like shit, such that... When he did get an ovation, why did he get that ovation last year? Because people love him. No, no, but there was something momentous. There was some sort of a record, another record that he'd broken. Oh, that's a real question. Um, I got to think. I got to think. Yeah, it's a real Uh, question. Games played. Our listeners are shouting it out right now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was. It was either games played or he uh, surpassed Wah, I thought. Oh, yeah. 
I think that's what it was. Anyway, he was overcome with emotion because he thought everybody <laughs> fucking hated him. And then I was like, for a number of reasons, I, I kind of did some research on fair weather fans. Ooh. And they're like, when you, when you look at it in Urban Dictionary... <laughs> it says some hard hitting resources here. <laughs> the term is often confused with a bandwagoner, but unlike bandwagon fans, a fair weather fan initially has some interest in the team, but they want nothing to do with them when tough times occur. As oh. soon as the team starts to turn things around and start winning, they act as they've been there through thick and thin. And wow. like we have so many of those. Like, it got tough. I'm out. Goodbye. I picked another team. I'm Bye. following another player. Whatever. And it's good. Oh, I'm back now. Like, I'm sorry, but if you've not been through the trenches and endured the suffering and 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 continued to provide your support anyway, it's just, it, it must not be nearly as delicious. Right. The, what we're going through right now. <coughs> Damn and straight. even though, like you've stated before, you stated last week or a couple of weeks ago, and I retweeted it because I thought it was so awesome. You were like, um, oh, I just punched all my stats into my fancy machine and can tell you that the rest of the season is going to like just go right down to the wire and it's going to be crazy and making the playoffs or whatever. It's going it's to be fucking exciting. Oh, and yeah. I can't wait. I have to update that. But, yeah, actually, come yeah. think of it. So if I was to do some quick calculations right now, <clears throat> uh -huh. shit, I just, I just closed everything I needed for it, too. <laughs> <clears throat> shit. Uh, God damn it. So we beat the Kings last night on the big, bad West Coast road trip. Yeah. Okay, so we, we got 15 games left, 30 points. Shea Weber scored? Yep, Shea Weber Shea scored. Shea Weber, who was done. Already, <clears throat> Shea remember? Weber scored. He's putting uh, him out to pasture. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jordan Wheel scored yeah. his first game with us. Thank God, that's awesome. Uh, who else scored? Gallagher. Gallagher stole 30. the goal from Victor Mate. <laughs> yes, he did. Stole it. Gallagher, go home. Oh, You're benched. Friggin' A. <laughs> Sit down. Sick of you. I was like, oh, Victor! I was like, oh, Brendan. God damn it, kiddo. <laughs> God damn. That was his 30th. Uh, so was it a 3-1, to one, I think, was the decision? To, was it? Uh, either 3 or 4. I thought it was just 3. Yeah. But uh, another big decision. Oh, yeah, I have it right here. 3-1. to one. But another big uh, two points for the Habs. And, okay, so <clears throat> after the Kings, that was the 67th game of the season <clears throat> out of 82. 15 games left for a total of 30 points are left. The Habs right now have 79 points. Yeah. If they go on a winning streak, they will end the season with 109 points, which is almost, almost more than the Tampa Bay Lightning currently. <laughs> which is currently. crazy. Absolutely <laughs> freaking nuts. <clears throat> the sweet spot. <clears throat> oh, my God. I'm dying. The sweet spot for the playoffs. If we're talking about last year, is 95 points. The Habs need 14 more points to get to that. That means they have to oh. win their next seven games in 15. They have to win more than in half regulation. their games in regulation. But as Brian Wild mentioned uh, earlier today or yesterday, that that point total might be actually like 97 points instead. It's just, oh, God. Dave. What? Remember when we did our uh, early season or preseason predictions of how many points we would get? Of course, um, Ashley predicted 164. 
Right, and she's off. I predicted in the 90s. She's off. Yeah, 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 she's way off. She already went over, like, in the prices, right? She's not, yeah. It was a good try, Ashley. It was a good try. I predicted 84. How many did I predict? I remember it was in the 90s. That is season two, episode 12. Okay. So we can listen to that later. (laughs) I I actually do have that noted down because I wanted to see how we did. But yeah. um, so right now I am five points away from my prediction, and I think they're going to beat that. Oh yeah, I know they're going to beat it actually. Yes. So that's not a question. But um, yeah, tomorrow's game is big math wise because um, <clears throat> for number one, you know San Jose is a good team. Number two, the history. Oh yeah, I gotta put money on that game tomorrow. <clears throat> I have to talk to my EK, mom. Uh, Eric Carlson not playing. Whoa! I thought you Unless was. Unless I saw it on one of those fucking phony Twitter accounts. Oh, yeah. Fuck you, fake Habs yeah. team account assholes. Yeah. Anyway, um, I didn't know that. That's pretty assholes. exciting. Yes. Interesting. I saw that somewhere. Granted, San Jose has a ton of weapons, but not having EK, fine by me. Yeah. I and they're going to underestimate the Montreal Canadiens because just like Montreal fans say, ooh, 1999 was the last time we won, so of course we're going to lose. Why? Yeah. Let's we win. Got Tatar? Yeah. We got Domi? Yeah. We got our fucking Jack Plant tying goalie. Duh. Shea Weber seems fine again. Yeah. Shea Where Weber. I wish I could have. I wish I could have asked last Robertson year, about Shea him. Last year, Shea Weber wasn't there. Because yeah. he had already broken his butt. Yep. Yeah. So stop it. Just stop. Yeah, Weber's okay. Let's watch the game and see what happens. Like, there was that one play people were criticizing him for. Like, Carter got a turnover. At, or, this is or last something. night? Yeah, last night. Carter got Time it. to miss part of it. And Weber um, apparently had steps on him, and Carter just, like, skated past him. I'm kind of like... <laughs> so... For one thing, Weber had to transition going from backwards to forwards. I don't care who the fuck you are. That's kind of mm-hmm. difficult. Especially when you were fighting for possession of the puck and it just so happened Carter got it. And so Weber, like this was something that Price had to save. It was one of his great saves of the night because Carter did end up beating Weber wide. But it's like that was the only time that game, I think, that Weber was beat though. And someone was saying, well, Weber should have caught up to him. I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, if Web- I mean, <sighs> if Carter has the lane and he has momentum and speed going into it, you know, Weber has to transition backward to forwards. It was a wonder that Weber could even get a stick on the guy. So, whatever. Mm. Sick of it. And mm. also, we are also out of time. Oh. We were having so much fun. Fast. It did go by fast. Yeah. Because we had friends. Yeah, and we time. had the first guest. Yes, we did. Dan. We did. Thank you, Dan, so much. Yes. That was super that awesome. Was terrific. Yeah. And um, we'll be back next week, and we will be back with Beth, as yes. far as we know. So um, that would be good. And yeah, just um, as always, there's always scheduling things. Veronica is the most wide open. I am <laughs> second most wide open. Beth is not as wide open. Nope. <clears throat> Also, and also, it's because you guys are so awesome and adapt to my West Coast 
schedule as well. So that also complicates matters. So I'm not as wide open as it appears. So thanks a lot to you guys for that. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Just me. Uh, you're welcome. Um, oh, okay. Um, no. Uh, Okay, fine. So, okay, a- bye. Oh, yeah, bye. Oh, yeah, bye. <laughs> we're done. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Oh.